This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We're uh, driving a, I'm just going to go ahead and say right away today, Jake Wiseman's on the show, but not yet. We're going to his house. That's right. We're, we're on route. Yes, we're on route. We're using Or it. route. Well, yeah, it depends on if uh, you grew up in one of those towns that uh, where it said Chape. Right. Like a French town. My, in Missoula, Montana, we had the Medicine Chape, so I was... We, I had, was, we had that in Petaluma too. That was a franchise. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, darn it. I thought it was something I always, I never went in there, but I assumed he had a beret and I was gonna wrote say, prescriptions. Did you not go in there because you weren't fluent? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, I visited Montreal, but I didn't pick up enough. See <laughs> vous play. Can I have some aspirin? Oh, I just learned things you say in the strip club. You've been to strip clubs in <laughs> uh, Montreal, right? I'm I woke up uh, five minutes before these guys arrived at my house because we're doing this oddly in the morning yeah. so that we could so that we could fit Jake Wiseman in because we wanted him to be on the show. Plus, I like the challenge. You know, I have a brain that doesn't start till 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. I like to light a fire under my ass. Let's see. You know, you know, if it was after 5 p.m., I probably wouldn't opened up with that strip club character. <laughs> we would have missed out on that shocking reveal. <laughs> that amazing. Chad Daniels and I, Chad Daniels is a very good comedian. Uh, he and I went to some Eyes Wide Shut clown party. Did I tell you about that? Uh, I don't know. It was these trapeze artists, clowns, and they invited us to a party and they picked his pocket while we were dancing yes. with them and then yeah, bought us drinks. I've, every story, I've told every story, I'm dry. Yeah, it's good. You start over. <laughs> Make new memories. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's time to start living life. Yeah, really get out there really get those anecdotes going around the neighborhood. What if we, or antidotes, because I've poisoned everybody. <laughs> and you can, you can choose who to save. <laughs> you run around giving antidotes. Oh God, wouldn't that, that's, that's freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Just being in control. That's over freedom everyone. over others' lives. Yeah, especially your neighbors. Don't get me started on my, I'm actually gonna have the same neighbors, I'm moving. Yeah. In 40 feet away, I, I get to hand move. Oh, you're moving just to a different apartment in yes. your same complex? Yes. That's nice. By my lonesome. That's very convenient. I'm going to have an office. Great. I have to start doing office things. That's great. You better get a tie and a short-sleeved white button-down shirt. File cabinet, uh, secretary. 
That gives me a little guff. You're getting a secretary? I, I think I should, it's time that I get a secretary. <laughs> this is Stephen Ray Moore snorting in the back seat. How hey, are Stephen. you? That's the loudest I've ever heard. <laughs> You're yeah. more bearded than you usually are, Stephen. I'm just keeping, it's my winter pelt. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to uh, embrace the winter in LA. It's very fluffy. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I've, been, I've been fluffing it out. You That's know. good. You look like you should be in my morning jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you, you look like you should be in my pajama pocket. <laughs> like a cute little mouse. <laughs> what a lovely compliment. Stephen, wake up. And his hands are on my pocket like a little blank. There oh he my is. God. Um, there's a fan of our podcast that, go, that her handle is Chelsea Makes. Mm -hmm. And she sent me a tiny dining room set that I <gasps> get to assemble oh. and polish. Or I'm going to sand it and stain it and shellac oh. it and make it look like a real damn piece of furniture. That's I'm amazing. Excited. It's a kit. And it came like uh, with instructions and everything. Do you know what? We need a P.O. box so that uh, people can send us other I'm, stuff. You, uh, on My Favorite Murder, talk about your enjoyment of many worlds. Yes. Georgia is obsessed. Okay. I am too. That's something her and I share. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that, who made that my favorite murder room? Oh, it, these two women. It's unbelievable. In San Diego. I wish I had their, my na their names offhand. Steven is pulling up their names. This is the beauty of the crossover Steven. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, school teachers. Yes. So, uh, Lynn. Lynn. And uh, Kristen. Lynn and Kristen made them for us. And basically, for those of you listening to Do You Need a Ride that don't know about this, it, they basically put a miniature version of George's uh, pod loft where we record the other podcast it's, in an, like a fish tank, but it's all to scale exactly the way the room looks based on things we've talked a about. A diorama. I yes, yeah, yes. right. It's amazing. I did one in a shoebox with, uh, with Zeeblies. He was a <laughs> Zeebly from New Zealand. Oh. Uh, New Zealand. Sorry. Did you, do you remember Zeeblies? I they, think I'm too old. They're little furry balls with little adhesive feet. You you got oh, a, yes. and little antenna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And little googly eyes. I didn't know they had names. In at Paxton Elementary, they would hide them throughout the school. And it was I remember every day being excited to find them. It was just a little detail that my school did. That's so cute. Other than give us poison and make sure we didn't get cavities. <laughs> right. And it yeah, it was really cute. And then I I did a little guy on a porch once. I've always been so it was like little front steps and a little handrail and he's sitting there and he had a cane and a little Irish hat. Even I didn't do any research on New Zealand. <laughs> I just assumed it was part of Ireland. As okay. It, and he was green. I really you know, not saying I was a smart kid, but I zoomed in on the uh MFM uh, do you ever do that? Call it MFM? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's uh, <laughs> the details, because I was looking for a Do You Need a Ride reference. It's okay that there wasn't one. I'm okay with that. Little, yeah, I try to keep those worlds... There's a little I try to keep them separate because yes. uh, of the war, gang wars. Yeah, yeah. Turf well, wars. You know, I think we all learned from uh, what happened to Tupac. <laughs> well, but now all these worlds have collided yeah, on yeah. the Exactly Right Network. And we both are West Coast podcasts. That's right. We don't have any real beef with each other. No. We've got to come together to fight the East Coast. How exciting. I'll just talk about uh, your other podcast. Was it uh, <laughs> to have Conan on? Was that? He's, it was amazing. Yeah. He seems like he's really terrific. It Well, and I had no idea he is a huge true crime fan. So he had started his own podcast podcast. 
I didn't know that. I ta I taped a special in Portland, and um, a lot of Murnerinos and Dinarinos came. Dinarinos? <laughs> Let's Can not call that? them Dinarinos. No, no, no. Just because of the lawsuits. <laughs> Listen, I know. Yeah, about, there's so much trademarking. I didn't even know about our rivalry. <laughs> now that lawyers are involved, it's uh, over. But I, yeah, it, it went well. I was only afraid I would mess it up, and I don't think I messed it up. No, from what I hear, my people, my Portland people on the ground, that you not only didn't mess it up, it was amazing. Were they the ones on the balcony with walkie-talkies? Yes. <laughs> and talking into their cuffs about how the eagle had done his first set? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I had all my people in place. Well, they did a great job uh, laughing while working. Okay, good. Yeah. It was very fun. It's so green. It's been raining in Los Angeles for days now. Yes, I love it. It is. How and do you feel I about it? I've been speaking in an Irish accent and <laughs> cutting open soap and smelling it. Oh, look at those dogs. Hi, they're, doggies. They're two different dogs <laughs> completely, but they're friends. Yes. One is small and one is overweight. <laughs> oh, dogs. We're going to take a left uh, in two more blocks. Okay. So where that suspicious man is okay. spitting oh, okay. on a hydrant. Nope. Actually passed him. Okay. We'll just wait here. Yeah. Keep those hazards on it's... like a, uh, what's that called? A metrodome? Metronome? A metronome. What's a metrodome? You made it up. That's just a city facility where they have fights. <laughs> Tonight <laughs> at the Metro Dome. Mike Tyson. Oh, look at her. She's dressed like a ballerina. And she almost balleted right under the hood of that car. <laughs> I'm not into boxing necessarily. Well, you know what's funny? It's from a distance, boxing just seems like two people beating each other up. And yeah. then when you know the like the combinations you know what they're doing or at least what they're trying to do it's fascinating yeah you re but you really it's the difference is huge when you do know and don't know well i've learned to appreciate boxing now that mma now that that is a bigger sport and everyone you it's just a lot of holding people down a lot of judo it's like who wants to watch Oh, an MMA? Five minutes of this guy's arm being compromised while another man's balls are on his face. Well, I honestly think that's part of it. I, I think guess. that MMA, there is a homoerotic aspect that's very permissive. People can watch that. And it's just like, you, they just kind of want to watch two guys hug real strong. Sure. And, and that's I, fine. And I've talked about Tank Abbott and his arousals while fighting. <laughs> yes, so I'm not going to talk about it again. I only have 50 stories. That's and how right. many episodes are we into here? Oh, we've got at least 400. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, that's why I've told everything eight times. <laughs> and that is some quick math. <laughs> and then one of those boxer guys kill, um, killed himself. I'm really... Sometimes I'm just proving that I remember things and then it's kind of a bummer, so I'm sorry. <laughs> and also, the, the guy that I watched the surgery before my hip surgery, uh -huh. that that victim of my doctor, um, a patient, I mean, uh, he died of a, like a brain aneurysm. Oh, no. And I'm... All the time, I'm worried that it's a little piece of hip metal or a bubble from his hip going to his brain or something. Uh, As I if don't, I don't have more to worry about. Uh, yeah, you please take that off the list. I will, I will. You have plenty of things to, to nail down before you get into brain aneurysms. Because yeah, here's right. the thing. Brain aneurysms, they just happen and it's over. You're right. dead. Yeah. So that's going to hit you. That's like worrying about being hit by a bus. If it's going to happen, you won't be able to do anything anyway. Exactly. So take it off the list. I, it is. It is. 
and get real into my thing, which is not going to the doctor because I'm convinced now that my life finally has come together that they're going to be like, now you have full body cancer. Oh, that's I'm just positive because it's that, <laughs> right? Mm. Head to toe. <laughs> It's I like, have head, shoulders, knees, and toe cancer. <laughs> Eyes, and toes, ears, mouth, and, and nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have cancer on my neck, my back, my poop, and my crack. Oh. <laughs> to the windows, to the walls. <laughs> I have cancer from my windows to my walls. All you doctors sell. I have cancer dripping down my balls, which is cr the worst kind. It's just the outward liquidity <laughs> cancer. Ugh. You can't shower it off. Yeah, I know. It's like oil. It just, the water bounces off of it. It's bad. It's <laughs> cancer repellent balls are the worst kind. <laughs> Welcome to Do You Need a Welcome Ride. Welcome to do, the X-rated Do You Need a Ride. <laughs> yeah. I, God forbid some um, mother who drives carpools like, these guys are fun and funny. These are the ones kids can listen to. Oh, yeah. And they're just, everyone in the car is a pacifier and they're learning so much about <laughs> life. Everyone in the car. Well, you know, it's funny. I was watching. I woke up in the middle of the night, as I was telling you guys. So I put on, I got a screener for the movie The Favorite. Uh -huh. And I put it on. And so many of my friends had told me, I couldn't stop laughing because all my friends had told me they went to this movie thinking it was about like historical fic. It was like historical fiction or about this old queen. Uh -huh. And it's really about how this queen had a couple of lesbian lovers. So they're like, there was so much lesbian sex or, you know, there was so much sex that they didn't expect. Um, <laughs> we are in street. I like to keep it sinister and without any details. <laughs> <laughs> and surreal. <laughs> We're in the street. Will you finish your story? I don't even know why I started telling it, except for that it was, oh, it was the kind of movie people think it's a parent's movie because it seems like it's historical. Right. But it's actually a movie about, like, three women who are all trying to have sex with each other. Oh, and wow. no one saw it coming. So I had a couple different friends who were like, yeah, you're just sitting there while, and you think it's like a... a you know, the story about this queen that's all crazy. Uh, and But it's actually like everyone's trying to get into each other's beds. They're like, it was so uncomfortable. Is you, it good, though? I love it. It's yeah. amazing. And it's um, it's Olivia Coleman, who's from, if like, Broadchurch. She's a, a, a British actress. Did you watch Peep Show? Oh, yeah. I love Peep Show. So, you know, the main girlfriend that's around the longest, and she kind of has really big eyes and big teeth? Yeah, that's yeah. That's her. It's oh, Olivia, wow. Olivia Coleman. She's And she kind of speaks quietly like this. Um, she plays the queen, and then Emma Stone plays Emma Stone, that's right. one person, and Rachel Weisz plays really the other. It looks really funny. It's There's really moments good. from it. Who, what, the person that made that movie, what else have they made? The Lobster. Oh, yes. Oh, hello. Hey, it's so funny. We Hi. were Jake Wiseman, everyone. Jake Wiseman. How are you, buddy? Oh, and I came bearing gifts for various reasons. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So for Steven, I have his sunglasses. They were at my house. I'm not going to tell anyone why. <laughs> That's also... private. Good to see you guys. Karen, Good to see you. A long time. I know. Hi, friend. Um, thanks for bringing me up. And also, I brought pastries. Here's why. Because I felt it would induce guilt either way. Because I felt if you have them, you'll feel guilty. And if you don't, you feel guilty for wasting them. So yes. here you go. Oh, it's a double gift then. 
Are they from the Tropical? Yeah, Cafe Tropical. I fucking. Oh. We just drove by that place and I wanted to cry because I want their coffee so bad. Can um, I peek? I'm gonna peek. Yeah, give it. No, there, you can have. I want you. To, I, ideally, you'd have them now. Well, a lot while of people, we drive, people yeah. get mad. I love it. People get mad when we make smacking sounds. Yeah. Oh, but anger is good. It's an emotion. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> and it's good to express whatever that you looks got good. going on. Ooh, so there's a, there's a banana bread, chocolate croissant macaroon and a guava empanada. Steve can also have them if he wants oh them. Gosh. It's just for everyone. This is, you're the best. You're, what a thoughtful You're definitely guest. the number one guest well, of all time. Again, I just want to say that it wasn't <laughs> altruistic. I thought maybe you'd feel guilty and mm -hmm. I thought it could induce that. But okay. yes, I wanted you to feel good as well. No, Not at all. I feel, I, I feel uh, uh, all kinds of negative emotions. Cafe Tropical is so this fun because it's like there's always meetings. Yes. Like next door. Yes. So it's all sorts of addicts and you can always overhear their stories in Cafe Tropical. <laughs> yeah. Just about like the problems they have and they're all having like they're the most amount of intense conversations happen in Cafe Tropical ever. Like yes. every conversation is very intense. Yes. And uh, they're all just really expressing themselves and their eyes are wide and I love it. <laughs> or there's people that are writing. Oh, yeah. Like, it's their last chance before they move away from Los Angeles. <laughs> I always feel like when I'm in Cafe Trevacal writing a, a screenplay, I look around at everyone and I'm going to be like, I'm the one who's going to make it, though. <laughs> like, there's, like, so many different screenplays, but I want to be the one who does it. I'm going to be the one that makes it to the top. Yeah. I like that with their coffee, when you order coffee there, they put milk in it automatically. You yes. don't get a choice. Yes. I love any kind of thing where it's like, you just back up. We're going to take care of it. Yeah, there's I no such it. thing as not drinking dairy or yeah. eating dairy. They do. No. They added soy and almond now. Oh, so did it's they? Nice Cause I actually became lactose intolerant last year. At the Cafe Tropical. At the Cafe Tropical is where it <laughs> happened. Uh, my stomach started exploding. So now that's the annoying thing about lactose intolerance is you just by necessity are more annoying now. Yes. Like, you just literally are the most annoying human alive. Because you have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, every restaurant I go to, do you cook that with butter? Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> Someone who doesn't want to be in pain. Do they have pills like Beano for farting for lactose intolerance that helps you? Yeah, lactate. Um, though I get lactate. nervous, though. I don't want to test it because it doesn't work on everyone. And, mm. if it, and I just hate pain so much. Yeah. And so I just try to avoid it at all costs. Like, I'll stop doing something if I feel any pain. So I'll just like milk is good. like, okay, I will never try that again. You know, yeah. you know, I had a, a flare up, I guess it's called when you're doing extra terribly and it helped me a lot to not eat dairy and, and sugar and all those things. It's, the term flare up is so visual. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but visually I looked the same. It was just my, <laughs> my face was unhappy. Um, you're no stranger to pain though. No, we, we've, we've, We've talked about pain together. Yeah, yeah. How is your hip? My hip feels terrific. Yeah? Yeah. Is it a real hip anymore, or do you have a fake hip It now? looks like a golf club. <laughs> but and it, it is, works like a golf club. It is my, it is still my bone. They didn't cut my bone. There's just a little helmet on it. What can't you do? Uh, certain yoga poses quickly. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, oh, you can't do fast yoga anymore. No, no. Oh, I love fast cold uh, yoga. So fast a, yeah, speed cold yoga by my house. It's the new. They do not want you to be warm. They do not want. It's, it's all pulled muscles in there. Everyone's cramping. Everyone's screaming. <laughs> do you guys find? Are you able? Because something I think about all the time. I've been talking about this a lot lately. Is oh, is that? 
Danielle? It is Danielle. It's Danielle Kramer. Hey, Danielle Kramer. Hey. Danielle. Danielle. She has to know. <laughs> Danielle. Danielle. We're podcasting. Hey, Danielle. We're currently podcasting. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Chris just yelled, we're podcasting across Silver Lake. <laughs> oh, that's going to start. It's that's funny good. because there are certain places you drive on the east side of LA or like uh, where you you are guaranteed to run into someone you know, like yeah. Mustard Seed Cafe. If you yes. go there, you will have a conversation you don't want to have. If you, if, so you, if you walk down Hillhurst, you will run into someone. Um, there's just certain places you can be sure of. Yes, that's very true. But Danielle's a good person, yeah, so she's I always the like greatest. running into her. She's the opposite of a gang neighborhood. You know, she <laughs> she's running our network. I know. It's I know. I just saw best. her the other day, and she told me that. And now, full circle, it almost seems planned. Uh, well, I called her and said, are you busy around 1047? Can you streak across sunset? Please, for Jake, for his comfort. We, we like all of our name droppings to be organic. And if you aren't there, it's going to seem set up. Do you, this is a weird question, but can you write off gas because you're at work right now, Karen? Oh. Yes. 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 Do you do exciting. it? I do mileage. Oh, well, and that's it's great. Uh, half of my driving, I've did, and probably more, actually. Whoa. is because of, you know, going to comedy this part of town from the beach to go to do a seven-minute set for no money. So damn right I'm getting like... Oh, money. hell yeah. <laughs> Look at, there's your there's your billboard right there. Oh, my God. That is so Corporate. upsetting. Sorry. Corporate. Sorry, sorry you're, you're hired. hired. <laughs> I, smile. I love that. I've always, I always was a fan of sorry, we're open. I've always you just like apologies. Yes, I like apologies. The other day I was with Matt Ingebrigtsen, who is, uh, do you need a ride? Um, alum. Alum. Yes, uh, yes. And Pat Bishop, the other creator of corporate. And we were walking, we wanted to get a picture of of the billboard, under the billboard, just to document it, because it's so crazy that we are able to have a sh It's such a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah. So we were walking on Hollywood Boulevard in, in Los, Los Feliz, Although I know Matt had a trouble pronouncing it, pronouncing it. <laughs> sure, That's what I had trouble sure. with. It's it. Yeah, but it's it's a lot of things. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just meant to. You know what? It's meant to get you in trouble. That's, That's what it is. You're the right. You're right. So, um, and I, there were these. There's this couple walking, and I said to them, "Hey." Can you guys take our picture? Um, we're like on that billboard, and if you could take a picture of us, that'd be great. And that can only happen in LA and New York. That is yes. the most LA bullshit ever. It's and like, I'm, my face is up there, and if you could take a picture of me in front of it, and I felt bad, but I kind of felt good. No, but the LA, I feel bad. the even more LA thing is for them to respond with, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, and so are we. Yeah, <laughs> we're the one next to you. My yeah. husband's <laughs> My name's Aparna. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys? Are you guys happy? I'm great. Yeah, good, real good. I, uh, I've been very happy lately. Why? I don't know if it's guy. The rain has been helping. Everything's green. I don't understand these people that jump off the space needle because it's wet out. <laughs> um, so you, you, so the the rain and the dreariness helps you? Yes, I'm. I've been indoors. I haven't had to interact. I've spent a lot of uh, quality alone time, and uh, it turns out I like myself all right. Hey! Oh yeah. wow! Is that like a new revelation? I it sort of is that because I you're we're kind of trained to think that being alone all the time is a bad thing, and you should be sad. Um, but I've, I've been enjoying my apartment and it's wet out and there's no pressure to go do anything or be, and don't get me wrong, I've been How often do you getting guys, groceries or going to do comedy. <laughs> I think about that all the time. How often do you guys actually want to go do something? 
Never. That was my favorite. I I watched, I went to the screening of uh, new corporate episodes from the current season, which started on the 15th. And uh, there's an episode about that, and it was my favorite. The pressure uh, to go out at night. I really don't want to. Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes I do. Because there's this whole world of things to do, I I guess. But then you're like, but, but but it... isn't that good? Like, I just can't. Like, what is good? You know what's weird? I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. What is I'm, good? <laughs> yeah, what is good? Right, because the, everything changes as you get older, especially living in Los Angeles. For me, having been here for so long, what I see now is the reason people get married in their, like, and down here it's usually late 30s or 40s or whatever at the latest. The reason that happens and you kind of like nest up is because it stops being good. Because most you can't like drink heavily for 20 years without some impact. Like you can't just keep on going out and getting fucked up and having that be fine. Like that's great in your 20s, fine in your 30s. Right. But when you're in your 40s it starts to the it starts to bottom out. No, I drink at home. Don't get me wrong. Well, drink all you want. My point is <laughs> That staying at home starts to become the good thing. Sure. And then going out starts to become the bummer. And it basically everything goes mirror image. And it's just like the, I think it's just the effect of aging. Yeah, yeah. There is, there's that broad picture that I'm sort of confronted by, but it's true. Uh, but then there's also just like, I, there's no parking. <laughs> well, that's the that's the, that's what I'm talking about. It's Logistics. Like, it's just sort of like I have a bad bladder. Like so, like like just it, like when I go to a place, when I go do anything, my my first thought is where's the bathroom? Like where's the bathroom? And is the seat I have close to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And so I don't I don't have to worry about that at home. Like that's just like a thing. And then parking's a nightmare. And just sort of like like what what I don't like about going out, I think, is when I go somewhere, I don't like the moment where. I, I'm done before the rest of the audience. Like, I'm like, oh, I feel bad about myself that I want to leave. Like, I don't like knowing that I'm lame. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm home, I'm just like being reasonable or pretending to save money or reading, (laughs) you know? But, but it's like, it's, but, but then if I, if I go out and I, say like, oh, I want to go home, that I'm like the negative person. You know what I mean? Like, and I, yeah. I would prefer to live in the dark about how bad a person I am. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? It's just much better to not know. Right. Well, and also it's because like that idea that we're all supposed to have the same preferences is very strange. It's just like we all, I don't, it took me years and years to finally realize I don't like going out. I actually don't. I was just an alcoholic before. Right. That was that also like to dabble in drugs and that kind of was fun but especially the older yet and like when the group changes and people get younger and you're still old that's like the last party i went to i was just like i shouldn't be here yeah because also i feel like when i talk to younger people than me i'm 35 so i'm not explicitly young but i'm not but i'm not I, I, i'm not super old or super young i feel like i feel like i'm like an adult i guess you know but I feel like when I talk to younger people than me, anyone younger than me, anything they say is a reminder of how stupid I was like 10 minutes before. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, I was that and I hate seeing that. And um, I, oh, yeah, I this just, is, this is, look at that. Oh, is this Joe Biden in town? Well, they have Ooh. little ledges on that unmarked, uh, very, that, that was SUV. a caravan. What yeah. is that? A, um, I forget what it's called. Two cars what's, in a row? What's Joey Three doing here? Yeah. Is Joey like, um, is he raising Joey? money? You call him Joey? <laughs> of course, Joey. 
<laughs> that was my guess. But Joey. what is that sidestep thing in, indicative of something? Yeah, for people, I think it's so they can smash through cars. For or real? It's a ledge for uh, Secret Service guys to perch on. Well, let's follow that SUV. Both of those could be wrong. Let's get into that caravan. That was very exciting. I think being in the Secret Service is just. You don't get to tell anyone the secrets, and okay. that sucks. You, you have know? to hold on to like, them. Like, why would you want... I don't think anyone's good at keeping secrets, because it's not fun. You no. know what I mean? It's super fun to tell secrets. Yeah. And to have a job where you have to, like, pretend to respect who you're guarding, and then oh, and if you say man. anything, you're put in jail. It I think that's how it works. Yeah, but I think so, even if it's on a podcast. Also, but I'll continue. You have to jog in hard shoes. Oh, that's a, another good point. There's a, there's so much running with like a full, for a fully suited man. Are you sure they don't? <laughs> think it's so uncomfortable. Because it suddenly is. You have to suddenly run. You have to it's sudden... not always jogging through a park. No. Yeah. Suddenly you have to like bust out and chase people or run away. Probably Secret Service now feel a little more relaxed and they don't have the get up and go that they used to. <laughs> I hope so. That yeah. makes me think, remember something that I think about a lot, which is that I think success is being able to wear whatever you want. Yes. Um, like literally whenever you want to. Like if you, cause you, you podcast a lot, you could do it in your pajamas. Right. So that is successful. You well, don't have to wear anything. That's well, there's right. There's a lot of guys in Venice living on the beach that are successful. Right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I saw a guy, he used to be an old neighbor, but now he just has seaweed wrapped around his head and his bicycle. No. It's a bike that doesn't have tires. It's just rims. And he walks around with his seaweed head and his seaweed bike. And he used to have two leopard painted limousines. What? Now he's screaming at parking meters uh, with seaweed on his What head. happened in between those two things? Success. <laughs> <laughs> Success with meth yeah. is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he very much. He, he successfully yeah. smoked a shit ton of My meth. roommate used to play pickup basketball with him at the uh, White Men Can't Jump Court. <laughs> and, uh, and now he is a full-fledged... Uh, potentially violent he, he's a scary person and he's big he's one of these guys that lives on the streets but somehow is able to work out all the time i don't know oh Why? yeah people who are just shredded from life I don't <laughs> it. it's like god i don't have that job or i don't have that life everything he sees he's like a pull-up bar <laughs> yeah like he's I, using the space around him directly. Yeah, every day is a rocky workout in a barn <laughs> oh this this hay bale is a perfect place to stick my toes under and do some crunches now guys would either of you ever live in this part of downtown right now we're in the downtown los angeles area that i think they like to call the arts district, which I believe is a bit generous. But yeah, it's definitely generous. It's yeah. just a short arts districts are just where no one else wants to live. Like where right. you can live to be an artist with eight other artists in like a warehouse. Right? Yes. Yeah. In searching, right. And I looked at a place like that, and it was kind of cool to think, oh man, everyone would be creating sculptures for Burning Man. Uh, my neighbor, <laughs> you know, look, a trapeze artist in the window. <laughs> Uh, but and then parking too. But if you walk outside the encampment, uh, it's just bullet holes. Yeah. And danger. A lot of danger. And a lot of ripped. Uh, so you guys would move people. down here. I looked at a place. I was thinking about it. I want. I'd. I'd move down here just so I could win um, a contest at the Moth. You know what I mean? Just to be <laughs> like, I live in the arts district, and let me tell you what I saw. Well, you better have stories about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean. I don't know. I lived in Chinatown, um, and it was okay. Like, it was just kind of like, 
it was fine. Like, there was nothing bad or good about it, really. Yeah. It was just a place to live. I'm not really sure what I want in a place to live. I feel like the older I get, the more I want to just live away from everyone. Like, like <laughs> I want to live away from everyone, but then I want to have all the convenience stores I need, and only I can buy stuff out of it. I highly recommend Burbank. It's yeah, it's Burbank's... Just what's happening. It just seems inevitable. I and mean, that is one of the, the true joys of getting older is just being like realizing Burbank is what you want. Like yeah. it's just like, oh I guess that's that is what is good. And it's just the most to. boring milk toast place. <laughs> yes, in a, in very with a tiny stress free airport. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean that airport is I feel like too many podcasters are calling out how great that that airport is because too many people are just gonna fly in there just to see how great it is. Yeah. It's like such a wonderful experience. It really is. Oh. And uh, most of the time, the flying I'm doing these days is always out of LAX. So in the rare times where it is out of Burbank, I want to cry. And the last it's time it was, I was late and I missed my flight because <laughs> I live 10 minutes from right, the airport. Right, 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 right. So I was like, oh, I'm fine. I can just, I like just kept blow drying my hair. <laughs> like I was doing something I did not need to be doing because I was like, I'm fine. And then of course, Alaska, they shut their, they shut the doors 40 minutes before takeoff. Oh, I've, Those I've, Christian I've, assholes. I've been a victim of that before. I didn't know. I blame the whole state. <laughs> of wait, Alaska. Uh, wait, Alaska, yeah. did they pair with Virgin or JetBlue or something Virgin, like that? Virgin, I believe. And are they super, they're super religious? Alaskan Airlines was like um, in and out where they had the, the John 316 quote on their napkins when they used to give out cocktails. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they were full on like, we're an actively Christian organization. What is that? What is that? Which one is that? 316? John 316 is, he is the light, the... It's just about napkins. It's yeah, <laughs> it's like literally like, yeah, you just use a napkin. Rub and, this um, on your face. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's the Bible is so detailed. <laughs> yeah. It helps me live. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't use a napkin if they didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of cleanliness tips in the Bible. That's Some, right. Sometimes I forget, and I don't want to be too incendiary here, but I'm not <laughs> religious at all, and I, I don't think you guys are either. No, and so, I don't think other people should be. <laughs> right, right, of course, of course. And we all think that because we're liberal heathens. But, sure, but, but sometimes I forget when I meet people that the way they're interpreting a situation is because they're like, Christ is telling me to do stuff and I should be good. And right. like, they're interacting with me and they're like, this is part of the Christian experience. Yes. Interacting with this Jewish man. And yeah. uh, he's, he's <laughs> theoretically more important than I am, but I also need to save him. Like, I forget that that's what's happening in our interaction because yeah. I'm like, did you see the game? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, the game of life or something. I don't, it's just like, I forget that like so many people live in a world where there's a Lord. Yes. And it's like, they're really stressed about it. Like, they well, really got to impress that guy. They, because there are so many tasks in that world where it's like, convert others. Right. You know, make them know the word of the Lord. Make them see the value of Jesus or whatever. Or it's just like, take a, how about take a break? Yeah, yeah. How about just live your life and be good with it and let other people do their thing? Sure, but it, it just, yeah, it, for obviously. But also, it's just stressful to me. It's like, I'm not, like, I'm just sort of trying to eat every day, nothing too bad. You know what I mean? Not get a stomach ache. Um, you know, try religion. to do my planks because <laughs> my back is fucked up. Sure. And like, that's about it. But then a lot of people are just like, oh man, the world is really fucked up and I got to do my part. And I'm like, I don't need to do my part. In your, fact, I your think- Your 
hard as that billboard. You've done I your guess part. That's true. Yeah. People may... pass that billboard and go, "Oh, I do hate my job too." Yay. We I'm not wrong. We yes. can get so much mileage off the uh, we we make a living uh, making other people happy that we don't have to. Be <laughs> that is true. Yeah. We never have to we face anything. Fall, I fall back on that all the time. Somebody... But I honestly think that I've watched your show a couple times and thought, I bet you there are people who got sucked into the corporate on the corporate track. Oh yeah. And thought that was what they wanted how it was supposed to be and that they were like on their way and they're fucking miserable and they feel like they're dying and then this show comes on and goes like we're miserable and we're dying and this like I I honestly believe there are people that love that show because they're like thank god someone's letting saying I can feel this way and I'm not crazy so surprise you might not think you're religious but you're helping people (laughs) you are the Christ you are the it is interesting because like and the light light. I was thinking about like one of the there, I don't know if there's a specific purpose of comedy uh, or art, but I think I've, <laughs> I've noticed it on, on Instagram. It allowed me to realize something that what people really want when they see something, they hear a podcast or they see an Instagram or, or a show, they just want to tag someone and go, me. They want to be like, this is me. Yes. They just want to feel seen. Right. right. And I feel like that's the whole the whole game is just so you can articulate other people's pain. So they're like, I'm not the only one in pain, so I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not crazy for feeling pain. Right. Yep. Everybody's pretending that they're perfect and great, and but no, actually they're in pain, and so am I. Isn't that a weird thing? Do you guys ever get to... Sc- I mean, Chris, your, your comedy is like seemingly fairly lighter like on stage because it's so silly but i feel like both of you obviously have a darkness i mean, I know you do sure but like do you ever get called um does this do you ever get accused of too much darkness or uh like in conversation or in your comedy or in general like do you have people ever accused you of that because that happens to me a lot and i don't i don't agree kind of yeah no i just because i'm talking about it i i am confronted by it and i feel like people are thinking that but no i don't People don't actually say that. I just put that on myself that I'm scaring good people. What about you, Karen? Because I know you well, talk about murder, so I'm yes. curious what people think. I've always been, but that's been going on for a long time. And so I learned early. I was always called weird growing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was always called like dark and weird. I hated that. And different and whatever. So very early on, I learned that that was a good thing because I would look at the person saying it to me and be like, this person is so lame. Yeah, they're just unbelievably boring. Yeah. And and also like clearly like threatened by like I when I was little, I would just say whatever the fuck came to my mind or I would like play games and do shit by myself. And I never really thought that much about being seen doing it, I would just do things. And then when people, of course, you get a little older, especially girls, and they say, you're so weird, or you're whatever. Uh And then I would just be like, good. Oh, yeah. good. Well, it's it's funny that, like, people call uh, interesting people weird because... And this is a little... Instead of when you're funny as a kid and someone laughs and then they go, oh, man, you're so weird. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. I always thought I had to turn that into a non-negative word myself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always... I'm fascinated by it because it's like... If you really, I'm not trying to get too annoying here, but like, if you really look at what life is and the fact that we're animals on this planet and we're like bizarre creatures with hair everywhere, <laughs> especially in between our eyebrows and it oh, sucks. Nice. I get away. Um, <laughs> that you, everyone is so weird. Like anyone, even just attempting to be normal when you don't feel normal is weird. Like everyone yes. is so unbelievably bizarre. Like normal people that do the same thing. It's weird. Like whenever I see, um, 
uh, what is it, a school of fish act in unison? I'm like, you guys are fucking weird. You know what I mean? And you're all acting. Actually, you know what? They're kind of fucking weird too. It's like, how do they have the energy to jam for four hours? And they just took one mushroom. They just like, won't stop touring. Yeah, how Jesus do they do it? Christ. My mother texted me one time uh, when she lived in New York, and she's like, Jakey, do you know a band um, led by a singer named Trey? And I'm like, do you mean Trey Anastasio with Fish? And she's like, yes. Um, and I was like, well, I don't really listen to him, but yes, they're very famous. And she's like, well, I'm in the Apple store with him right now, and he's actually really nice. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, I bet he is. That he has is. a really good life. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, wow. And you know she said to him, hold on, let me text my son. I know he he's going to know who you are. Let yeah. me text my yeah. son, Jake. Yeah. That, that was, was one of the, when you go to college, you learn a lot of of course, but I uh, I was <laughs> sheltered from fish my entire life. I had never heard of the band. All of a sudden, I move into the dorms, and every single door had a fish sticker. And I'm like, why does, did someone hand out stickers in the hallway today? Everyone listened to that band, and I couldn't stand it. Yeah. I thought it was really not good music. What I can't relate to, and I, I haven't honestly listened to a lot of fish in my life, um, but what I can't really relate to is people who truly have that much fun. Like, 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 like they're, they're just having so much fun. And not that it's bad. It's just like, wow, you really let go. Like, yeah. I just like you let go and you have a great time and you're, you don't seem that self-conscious. And I, I'm a little just like, oh, we're different. Like, we're just totally well, different it's people. It's the opposite of comedy. Comedy is you sit there, analyze everything. You're trying to pull every single thing apart. What they're doing is the exact opposite of, like, let it all go into a blur and do whatever you want. Where that's so non-analytical and non-critical that, like, for someone like me, that makes me so uncomfortable. You know what? That is a perfect articulation of what... That is exactly Thanks. what's going on. Is and this peak me. podcasting, do you think? Yeah, I think <laughs> it is. I think you're going to help a lot of people realize why they they don't think fish is good. Yes. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I could I could just handle them all trying to play the same song at the same time. <laughs> Not Do they combine songs? It's it sounds like they're all they're all have earplugs and they're just doing their own thing. <laughs> and they were given an instrument. And sometimes it matches up. And usually it doesn't, but hey, they're smiling. Listen, I <laughs> brought this up in the first place. I've never heard a fish song in my life. I can, I, one of them's about a lawnmower, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a lot Actually, of references to lawnmowers. I don't mind that. I wish some songs were like more about like, um, my shoe doesn't fit, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, I gotta get new shoes. Like, I, I guarantee they have some shoe songs. Steven, could you please take a picture of that truck full of corn? Oh, there's so much corn. Thank you. That is a, the most corn I think anyone's got from was, lawns at one time. I, you can see on the side of the truck even rubbed up against more corn. <laughs> Do you think he went straight into the cornfield and got all that corn? Yeah, he was just looking at hit my corn. Yeah, I don't care about hit and run a scarecrow. I bet you that is straight up farm fresh corn. It is probably is is that fresh corn? <laughs> We're podcasting. <laughs> what do you think about fish? Do you do, like fish? Yeah, sometimes do people look at your truck and think it's plantains at first? Because I did. Bye. They're leaving. Well, They're like, I told you we were going to get harassed because of all this corn. I like that truck of maize. <laughs>
<laughs> oh yeah, uh, here's Chinatown. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of dragons. So what was dragon. it like living down here? Bo just kind of dull? It was just kind of dull. Um, it was not like, the Chinese food was okay. Like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily outstanding. I feel like this is kind of a cliche, but there's not a ton of good Chinese food in LA, which no. is a shame because I grew up in New York where it was really good. Where it's amazing yeah, everywhere. Yeah, but it's not that great here. So it was just kind of, you know, just very kind of boring. Right in the tail end of me living there was when it started to become an arts district or people were attempting to make it cool. Like, I feel like people attempt to make places that are explicitly not cool the new cool place because yes. no one's going there. So people were trying, but I wasn't <laughs> right. having it. I was like, no, it is not cool. Yes. It is not cool. Maybe because Rush Hour 2 was shot here, but that's it. Did you do, was that your show that was in an art gallery in Chinatown? Or is that just... You mean oh. like shooting in an art gallery in Chinatown? No, 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 no. no. Uh, there was a stand-up show. Yeah. Oh. Whose was that? I oh. did that. And it was very short-lived. Oh, sure. yeah, I did. I feel like I've done that show. We might have even been on that show together, but uh, yeah. I don't think I had a show there. You know what's weird about comedy? Every I have run so many shows and don't remember any of them. <laughs> like, like, I, I have run. I ran a show at USC for a while that I completely <laughs> forgot about a year of my life. Did I you have, do it in the in the commissary or like the? Um, I did it in sort of. There was like a uh, an auditorium sort of situation that seven people came to and like <laughs> Gerard Carmichael was on it. Like nice. really famous people were on it. Seven people came. Like so comedy is just full of we have done so many shows together where there's six people there at most, and that's a yes. good show, you um, know? And I, can I tell you that I used to run a show at UCLA in, in the in the cafeteria. I feel left out. I've never run a show at a college before. Now listen, we can get you over to, there's a college in Burbank right by the hills. I've done pushing Burbank so hard. I feel like you're getting paid <laughs> off by Burbank. Venice has everything Burbank has. I'm far away from everyone, and there are neighborhood places to eat. So there you go. And the ocean, need I? Need I? Need it? Do I need it? You know what's weird about um, driving? No, I don't. What's weird it. about the ocean is it isn't real. It is. <laughs> it is. Everyone thinks it's real, and I know it's fake. It's when just you go a, up and touch it, it's actually a screen. It's, yeah, it's a screen. It's a wet moon landing, fabricated. Well, I'm just driving around with you guys, and I'm just because I'm not driving, I'm having the sensation of. Car sickness. Or, <laughs> of I'm peeing, um, and it's 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 not warm enough. Um, I, it, what's weird is when you drive around L.A. You and I guess maybe this is anyone in any city, but it's striking me right now that LA is just. I'm thinking of it of all the failed first dates I've had. Like, like, like. Oh, I had a failed one there. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that person. <laughs> oh, I've been in that apartment. That oh, was bad. Oh, that you know? date I just couldn't find parking. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. You really, even though it never feels like you're doing anything with your life, you do so much. You do yeah. so the much. Years accrue. And a lot of it hurts you. Like it's, it's so a, painful. There's a lot of ghosts. I mean, I've I've lived here for over twenty years yeah so there's parts of this town i can't go to yes oh i just yes. realized that's why i don't remember a lot of stand-up sets or jokes or things i say on podcasts is because comedy hurts me it, it hurts hurt. you it there's really too hurts. many there's too many times where you feel bad so you gotta forget it and along with that are the good times yes oh man that's a shame you are so vulnerable when you do stand-up comedy oh my god and your feelings get hurt even when it goes the best it can go. I feel like that's especially when you get hurt because all, what's so weird about comedy, and this has been articulated before, but as well as you do, you the next time you do it can't be as good. No. So right. then it, you suck. 
Yes. And, right. it's, it's just, and then you suck forever. <laughs> my, my special taping went very well, and I knew it went well, and I immediately felt terrible after it. And I've also been having nightmares about things that actually happened during it. And it went well. And it went well. Yeah, it just built for... I mean, I feel like so much of life and comedy is like a vessel for for this, is that if you set expectations high ever, you're kind of fucked. Like, you can't... because Because humans just sort of then get to a new level. And then not matching up to it is really stressful and makes you feel bad and like something's wrong. And right. you, but you don't appreciate the new level. You don't sit okay. there going, look at this great accomplishment. You go, this is fucked. Here's all the ways it's fucked. I can't do this. I'm a fraud. It all comes back to that fraud I'm shit. I'm glad that I had good parents who cared about me because they taught me early on to keep my expectations low. And I think <laughs> they, that's really? important. Yeah. Like, don't get too excited about this. Yeah, hope well, is a dangerous thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Barack Obama's message of hope destroyed a generation. It, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this country. Yeah, it really did. I like the posters. You, you do you? <laughs> I'm a shepherd fairy head. There, that Pita <laughs> Empathy Center. Yeah, used to be a an art like a skateboarder's art gallery. If we're just talking about things that used to be around that are giving us memories, and I went to an opening there, and it was one of those things where, you, like for me, a skateboarder's art gallery opening, I'm like, <laughs> this is it. This is all I want to do. This is the coolest. And I felt like I didn't have pants on the whole time. It was like I felt like everyone knew I shouldn't have been there, and it was so uncomfortable and weird. And that's like one of the many. Why did I try? Why did I? Why did I think that was going to be good? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely experienced that. Over try and over being again. forty-three and actually going to skate parks and being <laughs> the old. The and you're old, like, look at my new hip, and look at that kid. They're doing something that I've tried for twenty-five years to do. He's been skateboarding for four years and does it better than me with more style. Guys, don't yeah, get but, me started. But then it's like, it's funny because I think about it in terms of, I got off Instagram recently because, or like my personal account, because I got a little too sad. And not at what I think a lot of people get sad at is that I will see the young sort of like influencers or young hot people. And I get sad because they don't know how much pain is coming. <laughs> like they, like, I'm like, I feel so bad for the gorgeous people who have a million followers because in five years, yes. it's all just, I don't look as good as I used to. This angle isn't covering it like it used to. Like it's just yes. the fall from grace they're going yeah. to have. And it's because like, it's, there's, it's so surface. Uh, there, it's, it's not so like you go, fake. I love her and she's so nice and or yeah. anything. Yeah, I feel yeah. bad that they feel they have to be this way yeah it's it's shocking <laughs> i still feel bad about the complete and it's an amazing the the 180 that i pulled emotionally from being hating vine famous people to feeling bad for them once that was taken away oh, from it's them. devastating it was off there was really people that had a lot of uh people paying attention to them just on that and they, it's like someone's injecting you with a ton of fucking drugs and the drugs are expectations and then all of a sudden no one gives a shit about it anymore and they all make fun of you for every ever thinking you were hot shit yes <laughs> um, I, I feel bad for them and then i follow them they try to redo it on instagram and it's not happening mm-hmm. there's this little hilarious girl her mom's always got a camera on her uh ava that's something i ava's her name but she's the funniest kid ever so funny like a child i know that we don't think children are funny but man and now she's growing up and now it's just an instagram account and there's not many followers it makes me really sad yeah Yeah, i don't know why it makes me sad because that kid had so much hope 
But she's like, she's like, we are going to be famous forever. I think they probably still pay the as bills. If, as if fame isn't the worst thing ever. As the three of us like come out here and you need some sort of quote unquote fame in order to sustain your career. Right. Because it essentially you just want to transfer it to power right. or yes. agency. <laughs> yes. Um, but like as if anything beyond agency creatively is the worst experience a human can have yeah. besides like, I don't know, famine. But regardless, <laughs> there, it is, is so, such a nightmare so obviously. The right. idea of wanting that is such a sickness. It's yeah. so upsetting. Well, yeah. because it's made up, they're, they want a thing that isn't the thing they're asking for. That's the, that's the problem is people, uh, it's like the American Idol idea of like, I'm going to get out there and then it, it's a meritocracy. And you know, it's about talent and oh it's about God. this and it's about that. And it's just like, it's, you have no idea. It's so not, no it's just a business. Yeah. It's like a business that doesn't, it's a sociopathic business that doesn't care about you. And if comics are dumb, then the people that run the business are brain dead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh. Oh. Uh, what do you mean? Okay, here's a question. Oh, two things. Whenever you drop me off, and I'm having a blast, so thank you for breaking me up. <laughs> no, we're, ha we're like, heading up. I just wanted to No, like, can you just uh, drop me off at Matt's? Oh, sure. Um, oh, yeah. And I can uh, send you there. Um, oh, are you guys doing he's writing on, a new episode? Uh, no, I just want to go hang out with him. We made a show together, and I'm legally have to hang out with him every day <laughs> right, to, right. to generate more no, story trust ideas. Me, you, can't get track. Track. you can't oh, get enough. You in the road with hoses. Um, and uh, oh, the other question I had was because I try to think about this too, what does make you, like, because I think almost everything makes me feel bad, but what <laughs> what actually consistently makes you, like, feel pretty good? Good question. Yes, it is. Oh, God, and it's real scary when you don't have an immediate answer. Well, for me, one of them is my cats. I sure. do love them, and they're, like, a source of joy for me, and um, it's always a good thing. It's like, I feel like they are... I've like every time I see them, I'm just so psyched, and I can't believe I have that kind of love in my life. Like, I can't. I'm like, oh my god! Every single time, like they don't do. They're dumb as shit. Like my cats are particularly dumb. Like my cats are dumb cats, but I find them riveting, and I feel like that is so incredible. I have that. Um, you know what's funny? You asked that question because my therapist, my therapist actually just made me start doing. Um, an exercise and she said pick a friend and before she finished the sentence I was like Lizzie Cooperman like oh, I know best. exactly who will do this with me yeah, judgment yeah. free sorry I didn't know uh, that girl was really mad at me because I went um, uh, so basically we have to send each other uh, five things that not um, n not that like it's like gratitude list but as opposed to I'm grateful for which is very like I'm supposed to feel this way it's um, five things that actually made you feel happiness. Yes. So as small or big as they are, when you had the emotion and a hit of happiness, you have to write it down. So even if it's like when someone I don't like was in pain, basically. Yeah. Like that <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. If you got the feeling, <laughs> yeah. then you have to write that's it down. A, that's great. And it's really interesting because it's, like you're saying, it's as small as that where my dog, George, gets a weird person smile on her face when I come in the door. Oh, she, I've seen She it. does that thing where she her head goes down and she smiles and it's like the cutest thing of That's all enough. time. Yeah. And then there's other things where suddenly I go, oh yeah, this makes me feel good. I should be doing it all the time. And right. I don't do it just because, you know, I don't acknowledge that. I don't acknowledge the importance of happiness, I guess. it's Yeah, because it's sort of, 
Because it's a weird thing about happiness is that you can exist without it, and most people do. But it's like, and, you, and you'll die, and it won't matter. You know what I mean? That you were happy, but but it's super nice when you're having a period where you're like, God, I feel good, and I definitely am lucky that I'm alive right now. Right, it's right. like, holy shit! And it's not a consistent. I think a lot of people, because it's not this long static line of happiness, they oh, go, right, yeah. Oh, then I have depression, or something's wrong with me. It's not that. You just get little hits all day. You, little, yeah, and you go back to neutral, and that's just kind of like the best we can do. That's the best I you think. can do. I think. I, I think re- do you guys read fiction a lot? No, and I uh, it's something I feel guilty about and I want to start. <laughs> well, I probably will today. What I would implore you. <laughs> You're going to start today. Yeah, yeah. The I thing is, is it's, I, I understand I understand it's one of those things to that people feel guilty about, of course, because it's a thing you feel you should be doing, but I actually find that it is quite meditative in a way and it's one of those things that like this woman's walking that's me it's medi- <laughs> oh, this that's is minor meditation slow and slow, almost slowing to a stop what if she, right now she's thinking about murder? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, friend. Then I'd say hi, friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that it's been very helpful for me in the sense that I feel like TV is is a little difficult to get into because you know people on TV and if you've made TV ever you're just thinking about how it's edited (laughs) and so but then also um, if you're on your computer watching it you're always checking the internet and that sucks obviously that's devastating but I think fiction is good because I think we all forget how good it feels because it is the only thing that is truly transformative because you're creating the world yourself in your head and I would say that it has made me a lot happier because I like talking when I read a book um, I actually do like myself. Like, I like, oh, look, I read a book and now I can talk to someone else about the book. Yeah. And I can feel amazing. So I would recommend. Um, and also the library, I want to say this. <laughs> I'm just, I guess I'm trying to preach this. Do the it. library, I think, is one of the most underutilized and underappreciated things in the world. And I think it's that in public parks or maybe the only sign. Except by the homeless, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, no, but but it helps. Right, that's true. They utilize it. But that's another beautiful thing about it. It's a place for homeless people to go yeah, during the yeah, day. Yeah, I do. The one in Venice is always used. Oh, everywhere. And they everywhere, check an email, yeah. and that's how but they it's, keep you can get any book for free. You can you can get audiobooks, you can get movies for free, and it's literally like it's like free candy almost. <laughs> it's like and people don't use it. When I say I have a library card, people are like, "Why?" And it's like because it's like a it's it's a true sign of beauty in the world, and there's almost nothing like it. Yeah. I like the like, library coming up, the uh, Los Feliz, the one that Los uh, that Leo DiCaprio built. Did he? Yeah. That's, that's a library Leo built? That's his library. He actually because... lives in the back. <laughs> I noticed <laughs> He that. runs it. He's the manager. Yeah. But he used to live in that neighborhood, and when he was growing up, there was no library, and he was a, I believe he was a single, he, a single parent kid. So he. I think he was. Went to the library a lot. And so when he had enough money, he built a library for kids in that neighborhood. Oh, that's the coolest. Yeah. It made me like him. Yeah. I got to tell my dad <laughs> that story. He really has it out for Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> why? He hates him. I don't know why. My dad makes me happy. That I like. That, I thought of one. I like visiting him. That's cool. But he just doesn't like his movie. Never thought he was good. I'm like, what about Gilbert Grape? What about The Revenant? What about he's, The Aviator? He, he's he good did. in Fear as well. Isn't he in Fear with Wahlberg? Or is that just Wahlberg? No, he's it's in, just Wahlberg. Oh, no, Basketball. Sorry, basketball diaries. Yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. of basketball. I'm thinking of basketball <laughs> <Yes>. fear diaries. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love mashups. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. I, I. I like the guy. My my dad wants to fist fight him. Wow. I don't know. You know what's funny? My dad feels <laughs> that way about um, the guy that runs the men's uh, warehouse. 
Yeah, I don't like that either. Who you're, is that guy? You're gonna like the way you look, guy. Every time that commercial's on, my dad gets so oh, mad. There's no one more smug and terrible than that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think I my dad's je- it. He's jealous of his millions. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I uh, I spend a lot of time not liking the "Can you hear me now?" guy that used to work for whatever cell phone. Everyone company. is furious about his um, defection. Another yeah. one. And it, oh, oh, look at that! Look at all it's these so weird billboards. It's I love so it. Weird. It's the best. Look at you. I just love that that it's everywhere. It is so bizarre. I I always think about the people that walk by who are like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I wish I could think about like the people who are like, oh, I want to see that show. Who are like, that fucking... (laughs) I don't like how it's I saw him do stand-up at a Chinese restaurant once and he sucked. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're just looking at it thinking, I don't like when everyone has their mouths open. (laughs) Yeah. I hate fists in the air. Uh, um, Is there any corporate... Uh, plugging or updates or yeah. anything for um, this new season that you want to so tell funny. us about? It's so funny. The screening was, so, I, it's such a good show that it's, it's even better than the last season. Oh, I was really, thanks, really I very it. much enjoying it. Um, I will plug it a little. Chris Fairbanks is on it. Um, so is Lizzie Cooperman. Lizzie nice. Cooperman is on corporate this year. Uh, as well as many other comedians we like. Um, it's Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. And um, I think it's a good show. And please watch it well, live so we get Central. to do it again because it's all about ratings even though no one watches any thing live yes. anymore. Yeah. Right. But I think it's a good, funny show, and if you like darkness and lightness combined, and um, you want to feel seen, please watch Corporate Tuesdays at 10.30 on Comedy Central. Now, do it's you so think good. that if... I just realized this, because I don't TiVo it. I just try to find it. Mm-hmm. But do you think if I have it programmed, that counts? Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm going to do that right oh, you, away. You are doing so much for me. Don't worry about it. You don't need to do any more for me in your lifetime. In fact, you could kill me, and I'd be like, we're even. Um, I know. There's, By the way, there's this gorilla bullshit graffiti. It's living in a constant daydream, and then there's like, it's bullshit on another garage door. It's like, love is the eternal drug. Psycho style. And it's like, fuck you. Shut yeah, up. you just ruined someone's garage. Yeah. You paint that now because um, of your but, art. But Pat, Matt, and I were walking by that the other night, and we're like, that's just gorilla market. I feel like I'm so cynical. <laughs> Oh, now now it's like, save the planet. It's they, like, fuck you. They did the whole street. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Uh, church, they wrote on a Buddhist church sign. Yeah, it's maybe it's so John, the John McCain couple. Here's the thing about John McCain. <laughs> when he was young, he was pretty hot. Yes, he was. He was a real hot guy. And no one talks about it enough. Yeah. Because that's the thing. That's what matters. He had the real, he he had a real sharp chin. Yeah, God, yeah. he was so hot. He was hot. Peace. May he rest <laughs> in, in that piece. Wait, am I? Did I do this um, wrong? If you go up and to the right, it, he's on. Well, I, I guess I won't say where he's at. But if, oh, we, yes. if we turn right, soon, and then right we'll again, be there. yeah. We'll be okay. And thank you guys so much. This was such a blast. You were uh, terrific. Yes, Jake. And this Karen, was I haven't lovely. seen you in like a year or two, but it's, I've been following everything, and I'm thrilled. I uh, I'm thrilled to see you. I would love to see you more. Uh, uh, ditto. And Chris, it's been nice to see you. About, uh, one more, one more. Oh, and also, Karen, I just want to remind you. Uh-oh. I forget what inside joke it was, but <laughs> in my phone, I have you as Karen fucking Kilgarren. <laughs> so that's how. You you pop up the times we text once or twice a year is Karen fucking kill Gareth and that is a weird God, thing it it adds here. so much power to a name I really like it yeah I do too can you put me in as Chris fucking Fairbanks yeah I will or really... fucking Chris Fairbanks yeah. yes that flows better um, yeah, that, yeah anywhere and has double great. meaning okay. in case we ever make love oh we will, oh, we, will. we will and thank you guys this was a blast yeah, and so it was good. so nice to see you and thank you Yes, yes, thank you. See you as well. well, this has been Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R. A-R.
This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Casey O'Brien. Mixed by John Bradley. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.